0: So, Assalamu Alaikum, and welcome to your power call this morning. This morning, we're going to be just watching a lecture of the minister called uh, Blessed is He That Has Found His Purpose. Again, we're going to get started pretty fast this morning. Make sure you send this link out to someone if you are new. Make sure that you take notes. Make sure that you take notes so that you can share at the end if you are on the Zoom. If you are not on the Zoom, you can go to www.brotherbenlinks.com and hit that top link that says join the power call, and it's going to open up your text messages, and it'll have nation already in there. Just hit send. Or you can text the word nation to 833-276-7174. So let's get right to it, and
1: uh, we will get your feedback at the end in sending to the members of the human family prophets and messengers who bring them divine revelation that those who have lost his favor may find the right path and walk therein and regain the favor of our Creator. Such a man was Moses who brought to us the Torah, such a man was Jesus who brought to us the Gospel, such a man was Muhammad who brought to us the Quran. Peace be upon these worthy servants of Allah. I am a student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad And Allah has once again shown his great mercy to a people who once were a great people but have been destroyed by an enemy who reduced us from what we once were. a destroyed nation. They made us to see them as their, as our master. And they put fear in us when we were babies that we would obey them as we should obey God. And by obeying a wicked slave master, he formed us and shaped us into his own image. As a result of that, we are the scattered, divided, robbed and spoiled people that we are today. It is not in keeping with the pattern of God that he should allow a whole people to be oppressed under a tyrant for over 400 years and he do nothing. That's just not God's way. So, as he did for those in the past, He did even more for us because the scripture says he would not send someone. He would come himself. And in his coming, he would seek among us One with the right heart that would love us enough that he would be willing to endure whatever the modern Pharaoh would do to deliver us and make us a great people once again. We thank him for his coming. We thank him for his wise choice of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We thank him for the wisdom that he gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that would take us from where we are and make us a supreme people and give us the lost sheep, the lost brother, the scepter of rulership but we would have to be cleansed from the way of our former slave masters and their children we would have to be purified and we would have to be made into a new vessel so that he could pour a new wine into a new vessel and make us a people that our former slave masters and their children would tip their hat to and bow to to prove that God has come and he has shown his favor to the black man and woman of America and through us his favor to our people wherever they are on the planet and through us to all humanity I greet you my dear brothers and sisters with the greeting words of peace assalam alaikum <laughs> to brother sharif and members of the student laboring class to the believers of mosque number 15 and to those who have come from whatever distance, to be a part of the 12th anniversary of the now historic Million Man March. I'm very, 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 very honored to be in Atlanta. I'm very honored to be in the state that produced the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I'm happy to see your smiling and beautiful faces. and to see so many of my wonderful family from New York, mosque number 7, and those who laid the foundation that the new Muslims stand on today. We give honor and thanksgiving for those who followed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad during his presence and years among us they made the sacrifice they were tried and they persevered and they gave a beautiful example that we must try to live up to today. It would be a shame to dishonor the memory of those who helped to make us who and what we are. It would be tragic to dishonor the memory of those wonderful ministers and captains and secretaries and sister captains and beautiful FOI and MGT, many of whom have passed away, but they are not forgotten. They are not forgotten. They gave us a wonderful legacy to live up And we want to be found living up to that great legacy of the early followers and companions of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I thought I would stop by the mosque, you know. I didn't, you don't know, have anything particular to say but I always know that if I'm blessed to stand before his people yes, sir. that he would give me something to give his people and so I'll start with this Blessed are they who find their purpose in life and are found living that purpose. So many of us are like seeds that have never been dropped in the right soil. So the birds come and pluck up the seed and we live and we die without ever knowing what our real purpose for being was. So many ask me, well, what can I do to help as though I know you better than you know yourself. But I'm gonna lay down a principle tonight that is a prerequisite for service. Because so many of us wanna put the cart before the horse, We want honor, we want prestige, we want position, we want title, we want all these things, but we don't want work. We don't want sacrifice. We don't want to be tried. And we, like children, are looking for instant gratification. And we get angry with Allah, God, when he demands of us patience. Human being is not born patient. Human beings are born from the very cradle to want instant gratification of desire. So as we quote-unquote mature, we want our wives to be great for us instantly. She wants her husband to be great for her instantly. She fell in love, you know, because he looked good. uh, And he fell in love because she looked good. But now, something else is required. And all of a sudden, we're filled with disappointment because we did not know that to form anything of value, it takes time. So Allah, the wise God, created the human, But he demands of us to have the quality of patience. In the 18th surah of the Quran, Moses is traveling in search of knowledge with a wise man. And he asked the wise man, you know, can can I walk with you? And the wise man said, well, no, you, you better go on, do what you've been doing. He said, but I, I want to walk with you. He said, but, but you can't have patience with me. He said, because you don't have a comprehensive knowledge. and when you don't have a comprehensive knowledge where you see the end product before it comes into existence then you can be patient to see it. Like a woman who finds out she's expecting. Well she knows I'm I'm pregnant. She knows it's going to take at least nine months. Well she don't want to see it as a clot. I mean, some do, they want to get rid of it, you know. Don't, don't, don't do that. But there are some who know, well, you, you know, I'll wait on time. Because it takes time for what is in the womb to develop to the point where it can come forth and make you pleased with what you produced. Of course when the burden gets heavy you want it out of you and still it can't happen until this time well what about the time that it takes to make a devil and what about the time that it would take to make a god. The honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that it took 600 years to graft white out of black. He didn't live to see it, but he saw it. He worked 150 years and died, but he had people that carried out his principles and his labor, so after 600 years, what he envisioned in the year one came to fruition, and the Caucasian was born. Now the God comes to choose us. He didn't choose you because you were good because our slave master didn't make us good. He didn't choose us because we were righteous, because the slave master didn't make us righteous. Well then why would God choose a so-called Negro to be his people, has he lost it? And anybody that would choose a Negro You would have to say is he all there or what does he know that we don't know what did he see that we don't see he had a comprehensive knowledge of things and he saw in us the material that he could use to make a new people and a new world and establish the kingdom of God on earth. But Moses, unfortunately, in this picture just couldn't be patient because God is so wise. He does things that we can't understand unless he brings us into understanding we can't understand what he's doing so people ask today with all this bloodshed all over the earth where's God when 9-11 took place and the towers went down and 3,000 Americans and others died the question was asked where was God Because we think that God is not present in disaster. (laughs) We think that God is not present in war. We think that God is not present in misfortune. We fix God up to be what we want him to be. He's a good God, of course he is. But that don't mean he won't allow evil. He's a good God. But evil has a purpose. Otherwise he would not have allowed Satan to rule. So even in the rule of Satan, God is present. Just not actively present in that Satan is given over his creatures to produce an effect. We often wonder well, God, if you're such a good God, why did you let our former slave masters treat us like this? That's a very good question. You're such a good God. How you gonna let this man hang us? How you gonna let this man castrate us? How you gonna let this man enslave us? And you so good? How? Why should I believe in you? So the God just says, "Well, young man, a young woman, have you studied my pattern?" Have you studied the pattern of life itself? Have you studied the struggle of life to come forth out of darkness? Have you studied the pain that coming out of darkness produces? Have you studied why I have ordained struggle for every life and if you don't wanna struggle and face difficulties then maybe you should never have been born because that's my pattern how dare you fall out because some misfortune has come in your life well you know we, we was in a fire and everything got burned up and, yes, what else, and some of my family died in the fire, yes, I gave life, I'm the ultimate cause of death. You got a problem with my will? Because you're going to die too. And you don't know how, you don't know in what circumstance, you don't know in what place, but you do know. You do know. You're getting up out of here. That's the pattern of life. If you don't want to die, then you should never have been born. But now that you're born, then you need to understand what is the purpose for your life before you get out of here! Some of you, some of you are so happy to praise and honor Jesus without ever considering the price that God permitted him to pay for the redemption of others. You don't mind him paying a price. it wasn't me. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. But don't ask me to pay no price and I want to be your son I want to be your daughter but Lord what you did to your son hell I, I don't know whether I want to be your son <laughs> Donald B. Elijah Muhammad used to say eh, they all want my place but they don't want to pay my price <laughs> we all want greatness We dream about being great but the road to greatness is not an easy road. When God chooses a people to raise them from ignominy to eminence, the road is hard. The process of making you into something that you never dreamed you could be is difficult. But so many of you want something in life, but when the test of sacrifice or suffering practice... Oh, I think I changed my mind. I remember when... I was a young boy. I used to play the violin at school assemblies. And I, I, I did play well and so some of my classmates would say gee Lewis, uh, how long have you been playing that thing? You know? I said oh about seven years now seven years. They thought they could just pick it up and play. So many of you started like this. Mama gave you a piano. You hit a few notes and all of a sudden you say, oh damn, this is Ma, give me a guitar. Ma, give me a saxophone. Ma, give me a clarinet. I don't care what mama give you. If you're going to be great, you have to make a sacrifice. And because you want instant greatness, you're never prepared to suffer to become great. Blessed are they who find their purpose in life, but even more blessed are they who become what their purpose is. See? To say I know why I'm here, but then don't do nothing about it. You're an enemy to yourself. The little sick life we're living, sick life, get up in the morning, eat, turn on the TV, Go to work, if you got a job. Eat. Come back home. Eat. Look at the TV. Eat. Say, wait, that's a hell of a life, and year after year after year you go downtown Atlanta you see a pair of shoes you want so you put your little money aside and you get your shoes and you oh don't I look good God look at them stilettos too Mm. you get the things in life that you seek a new car a fur coat a new apartment a new house and you're only happy for a moment. For a moment because nothing that you have is there to fulfill your purpose. Nothing that you acquire can give you the joy that only working to be what God created you to be will give you. Well, how do I discover myself? I'm going to give you a journey. I've always loved black people. And I heard that there was a man in America who loved black people and did something about it he was raising black people up from the condition that white America had imposed on us. I said, let me go hear this man. When I heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I wasn't quite convinced, you know. I was somewhat convinced. My wife jumped up and joined. She joined ahead of me. And (laughs) (laughs) I was a little slow. I was in show business. And I heard she was going to the temple. I said, don't go. Don't go till I check this out. She didn't pay me no attention. She went on to the temple and heard the teachings of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. So when she saw him, she was ready right then. I had never been before. I wasn't, I was fairly convinced. But I went back to New York and I went over to Temple Number Seven and Brother Malcolm came out and taught. Well it was James Seven next the first night I was there and uh, He was convincing. He was convincing. But I was leaning then, you know what I mean? I didn't fall over quite. But that Sunday when I came out and Brother Malcolm took the rostrum, I never heard a man speak like Malcolm spoke that day. And I thought, maybe this is God, you know? This man was talking stuff and I couldn't hold back I came on in and got registered up to be a Muslim I didn't know that Muslim was my nature I didn't know that Islam was the true religion of God and all his prophets I didn't know that but I knew what Malcolm was saying about the black man and God's coming for us, that, that just resonated with me. I didn't want to leave the church. I like my Sunday school class. But Malcolm had me, I fell over. And I became a Muslim. And the brothers that saw me come in are sitting here tonight. Brother Charles Bobbitt. Brother Thomas J. Brother James 7X. These are my parents. And if Sister Sylvia Shaw is in the building, where's my sister? In the back. Sylvia oh boy let's hear it see now I'm sorry we got to make room oh man I want to look at my sister but listen her husband is the man that made me a Muslim her husband was the man that made soldiers her husband was the man that shaped me after malcolm got me and i don't care how great the teaching is if you don't have a soldier that can help to shape you into what you just heard you got one half of the pie but the other you never got and most of you don't know that man I would pick that sister up and carry her take your time sister Shah that sister and her family made a great sacrifice And today, today, it's time for us to pay honor and respect to those who made a way for all of us. Where's Yvonne? Oh, precious. I got to get you a chair somewhere down here with me. Now, I know, I mean, we took a little breather for a minute, but I wanted to say this because her husband, the last time I saw him, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was working with Don King in Las Vegas, Nevada. and brother Captain Yusuf came to see me in Phoenix we spent several hours together and when he was leaving I kissed his beautiful bald head (laughs) because I know that without him I could never have been the man that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad ultimately was making me to be and it's men like this and women like Amina Rasul and and others they have paid a price and we cannot be unfaithful to the memory of those whose faith shaped us. As I was saying, I came in to mosque number seven under brother Malcolm. I regret his breakup with his teacher. I was terribly hurt by that breakup. But I pray that Allah will reward Brother Malcolm for the best of what he did, because the best of what he did helped to make me. I was only in the mosque 30 days, and a letter came down from Elijah Muhammad. That either you do your music or you get out of the mosque. You got you, you can't have both. Many of the musicians in the mosque left. But Brother Farrakhan, and I never will forget this, a brother came to the restaurant. It was Temple No. 7 Luncheonette on 120th Street and Lennox Avenue. We had rabbits in there. Well, they looked like rabbits. They were that big, but they were rats. (laughs) They were the Harlem Rat Squad. (laughs) And I was working in a nightclub downtown, so I came up to have soup because I missed the mosque meeting. And a brother came in telling me, man, a letter was read today. You got 30 days to get out of music or get out of the mosque. I got up from the table I may have walked about 30 or 40 paces and I said a prayer I said Allah I can live without music but I can't live without the truth so right there I made up my mind to give up music as I turned to walk back to the luncheonette Yusuf Shah was coming toward me. And he was angry with this brother who just dropped it on me because Yusuf was going to say it in a way that would, you know, help me to make the right decision. But I told him I had already made the decision. I was giving up my music. Now, the road to greatness starts with sacrificing something that you love for God. I'm going to say it again now. If there's nothing that you can sacrifice to show God that your love for him is greater than the thing that you love that he's asking you to sacrifice then you are not worthy for God to use you listen good now. Jesus came to Peter and Peter was fishing. That's how Peter made his living. Jesus didn't keep him there he said come follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. So he put down his net and he followed the master Then Jesus later on says, If any man would be my disciple, he must first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. This is the Jesus talking. What I'm about to ask you to do tonight I don't care nothing about as And we love you, Farrakhan. I appreciate that. But tonight, I'm gonna ask you, what are you willing to give up that you love that is not good for you? to find the greatness of God and your purpose in life. When I came to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I had a reefer in my hat band. Because they tell me they search when you come in the mosque. So I took my reefer in the hat band and they searched, but they didn't find my reefer. So after Elijah Muhammad had finished teaching, I could get my smoke on. But after that man got through teaching, I went in the hat band and got my reefer and threw it away, got my cigarettes and threw them away, got my music and threw it away because I was willing to make a sacrifice to find out what is my real purpose in life. The real road to discovery of who you are starts with recognition of God and surrender. That's where it starts. By nature you are Muslim. So the lesson says accept your own and be yourself. Well what is my own self? My own self is a righteous Muslim. Well, are there any Muslims other than righteous? I beg your pardon, I never heard of one. Of course we have. Look in the mirror, there's one. Look at your neighbor, there's two. Look around the room, there's three, 400, 500 People that are other than themselves. But God has begged their pardon. He did not come to charge us with our sins. He came to forgive us for our sins and start us on the road to self-discovery. And the road to self-discovery starts... What are you willing to give up to discover yourself? When I gave up my reefer, the cigarette was even harder to give up than the reefer. But I gave that up. I was red on pork. New Year's hog head cheese. Mama knew how to lay into a ham. But when I became a Muslim, this is forbidden, divinely forbidden meat. And after the honorable Elijah Muhammad showed us in the scripture where that wasn't good for me, dropped off the pork. Man, self-discovery is something. (laughs) Then Elijah Muhammad said, I want to teach you how to eat to live. And he said, not three meals, one meal a day. And I did that. It was rough at first, but I did it. All along, I was being trained. See, the road to self-discovery starts with knowing that you are created in the nature of God. And righteousness is your nature. And if you start back to the road of doing right, then everything else starts materializing. Listen, listen, we were poor and raggedy. I'll say it again. We were poor and raggedy, but we were happy, poor, and raggedy because we had a truth that made us never to think poverty. We were poor, but we didn't think poor. And gradually, God increased the means of subsistence for us. the enemy didn't like the mosque he sometimes would attack the mosque and we beat him down with no weapons because we were so strong in our faith in Allah who came in the person of master Farad Muhammad that no matter what we suffered we held tight together on the road to self-discovery I didn't know where I would end up I had no idea that one day by Allah's grace I would sit in the seat of the man that all of us came to love and I would know that I was unworthy to unlace his shoes but by his grace I was chosen to help rebuild his work. The road to self-discovery is long I didn't even know that I could speak. I used to stammer. Yeah. And when I became a Muslim, Brother Malcolm, on a Wednesday night, asked some of us to come up and say what Islam had done for us. And when I spoke that night, the temple went up and they were cheering Uh, I I didn't understand why they were cheering but that night I discovered speech. And now, speech. Has your brother known all over the world? Speech. Has your brother loved? All over the world, but just not speech it's the anointing of the spirit of God now i 'm coming to something and I, I, I want to help you to see this because see you all are great there's not one in here that is not great, but you have the duty to discover your greatness and it starts by remembering first who God created you to be. He created you first to be righteous. You didn't hear me. I think I need to say that one more time. (laughs) See and you want God to fulfill his part of the covenant money good homes and friendship in all walk of life but you don't want to fulfill your part or we don't want to fulfill our part which is to clean up he said if you don't clean up you're out of luck with us now i'm very happy to be at Moss number 15 and i'm looking I'm looking at the nation, and I see something that disturbs me. When Moses went to the mountain, he left Aaron in charge. But then the people went a little silly and started worshiping a golden calf. And I start looking at us, I start looking at us. You know, the Bible says, "Seek ye first, the kingdom of God and all its what? Righteousness and all things will be added unto you. God don't lie, we turned it around, seek ye first the things, and to heck with righteousness. So you got things, but you got debt. You got things, but you got an oppressor now who's oppressing you for the bills. You got things, but you've lost your religion. So there's nothing in the things that can satisfy you. Now you've become worshippers of a golden calf. Watch this. In the Quran it says that the calf made a lowing sound. Didn't have a good sound. Just made a lowing sound. Air coming through. And here they had the voice of God. That had spoken to them through Moses. And now they got this calf. That made a funny sound. See, and that's where many of the mosques are, you're not making the right sound from here, because the right sound lifts the spirit. The right sound inspires the believer to be better, the right sound. Makes the soul yearn. To be close to God. The right sound. Doesn't leave you in fear. Under oppression. The right sound. Frees you. See. But the lowing sound. It's the sound that is killing the spirit of the people because it's all about money. And it's not all about the kingdom of God. Now wait, 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 wait. Ain't no question that you need money. I need money we need money. We don't have money in a world like this, we're in trouble. So it's not bad to have money. It's not bad to seek money. That's proper. But if money becomes greater than the need for service to God and your people, then the sound that we make starts dropping. And it becomes a lowing sound. And then you begin to find desolation. People walking away. People can't handle it. Atlanta and the nation have great potential potentially this is a great mosque. But if you're saddled with debt, what follows that is the oppression of men. That is why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said we should pray this prayer seven times a day. Oh Allah, I seek your refuge from anxiety and grief. And I seek your refuge from the lack of strength and laziness and I seek your refuge from cowardice and niggardliness and I seek your refuge from being overpowered by death and the oppression of men see so then you say suffice thou me with what is with what is meaning you can't steal you are not going to be seen in Tupelo, Mississippi at the gambling resort suffice thou me with what is lawful and keep me away From what is prohibited and with your grace, make me free from want of what is beside you. Now I can close. I found my purpose in life. It is to serve Allah. it is to follow his divine apostle Messiah messenger the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and to use the wisdom that he taught to raise our people up in America in the Caribbean in Central and South America in Africa and then take his teachings to the ends. Of the earth yes, I found my reason for being yes, and I'm willing to sacrifice my life yes, to fulfill my purpose yes, see yes, now I think yes, I'm not by myself yes, I think that there are others yes, who found their purpose in life and are willing to give up the world to find peace with God and discover their own greatness and stop bowing down to the enemy of God, thinking that he got something for you that is better than what God promises. Now, I'm going to ask you tonight, I'm looking at a powerful mosque. There's enough knowledge in this house right now of those who studied the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, those who worked in some capacity in the nation, but right now are not Doing anything. Going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home, eat, going to work, coming home, eat,
2: eat, eat, eat. eat.
1: And all this ignorance is uh, uh, out here among our people and we have the knowledge that can remove the veil of ignorance from our people, and we're doing nothing. What is the duty of the civilized man? And if the civilized man fails to perform his or her duty, what must be done? I don't want no excuses. I'm tired. I works two jobs. I'm tired. Yeah. Last year this time, your brother was dying. Last year this time I had lost 30 pounds in October. By November I was in the hospital with infections and the doctors told me if I didn't have this operation it was only a matter of time before the infections that I kept having and the pain that I was in, the excruciating pain, that I would die. Many of my Christian friends, um, the Reverend Jesse Jackson Tavis Smiley and Cornel West and some of the great preachers in Chicago that came by my bed and, and they prayed with me and prayed for me. And some of them looked at me and said we don't think um, Farrakhan is gonna make it. And when I had a bleed out, and they had to rush me again to the hospital. Even Mother Khadija looked at me and said, well, maybe he's gone. They put me on that table, and as they were wheeling me in for the operation, a beautiful black woman came to my bedside and, and said, My name is Grace. And when I knew that Grace was with me, I went in that operation, and 14 hours on the table opened up. And the doctors would come out to my family and said his heart is beating like a racehorse. And in that operation, I just lost about that much blood. See? And when the operation was over, and they brought me to the next morning, Brother Sharif was there, Mm. some of my other doctors were there and I raised my hand to try to give them a but it was so much pain when I did that you know my next birthday I'll be 75 <laughs> when, when, when it's, when it's, don't tell that story now, come on. (laughs) But I appreciate it, daughter. (laughs) She said, he looked 14. I said, yeah, right. (laughs) But, (laughs) But listen, family, listen. At my age, I don't take a pill. I have no medication. I don't even take an aspirin for a headache. This is the God's truth. What, What I'm trying to say to you And most all of you in here prayed for me. That the prayers of the righteous availeth much. God wasn't through with me. But as I looked at the condition of the believing people, I said I can't go anywhere until we straighten out the house. I, I know it's difficult, wait, to take away a title because it makes people feel naked. That's too bad. No, 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 it really is too bad because if wearing a title gives you clothing for a wounded sick ego then the title added something to you not from the inside but from the outside. So I removed that not permanently but I removed it so we could get in touch with the nakedness of our being yes, see yeah. we like bling bling yeah. Yeah. and it does something for us yes, we like fine cars and nice things and it does something for us what what does it do for you it makes us feel Better than our neighbor that don't have what we are showing off. See, that's sickness. That's sick. See, if I can put a chain on my face, on my neck, bling blinging, and it makes me feel better, that's because I'm empty. On the inside. If I got to have a Cadillac, when a Volkswagen would do. Now, I have a Rolls Royce. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I got a Rolls. I got the best that the enemy makes. I wear beautiful clothes, expensive shoes. I have so many watches that people have given me as I travel all over the world diamond, this, ruby, that. I don't wear it no more. I refuse because I don't need nothing on the outside to make me feel better on the inside. I am what I am and nothing can add to what I am that's material.
0: That's part one, family. That's part one. Man, press your ones in the chat. Press your ones in the chat if you got something to share. Oh, man, that lecture there. It's called Blessed Are They Who Find Their Purpose in Life and Are Found Doing It. Man, he dropped a lot of gems in that. So if you want to share, press the number one in the chat on Zoom we're going to bring you up. Let me see here. Go ahead, Sister Sheila.
2: Oh boy. Okay, thank you so much for this. The very first thing that that got me was him saying seeds that have never been dropped in the right soil. I immediately thought about family because I've cried so many nights wondering why it is that I have felt like I was a seed that was dropped into the wrong family. Like my my mindset is so different, especially since I've come into the teachings. And trying to bring the teachings into the family has just been so difficult it's like why am i in this family why do they just want to be so well i don't want to use the word i was getting ready to you but why are they just so hell-bent on just not understanding that the teachings are life how do they just want to remain to me dead when there's so much life in the teachings so I've had to deal with feeling like I was a seed dropped in the wrong family. And then I turn around and have to deal with that as well with a mate. How did my seed drop into this, to the hands of this individual? So I've I've had to talk to myself and tell myself to get out of that mindset and just keep enhancing myself because I was a seed drop in the right place when it comes to Islam. That has been my saving grace. When he also said, to form anything of value takes time. Mm-hmm. I think about that as well when it comes to me finding and coming into digital real estate. I've had challenges, but I have to remain steadfast and have to just be patient because I know my time is coming with this. What is the purpose of, the purpose for my life? Especially when it's with with regard to my family, what should I be doing? I feel my life was derailed because I didn't properly do as I was told to do, as I was instructed to do when I came into the ranks. I understand now, so very much so, when he says stay in the ranks when it comes to your mate, Do not go outside because inside of the ranks, they're taught, we're taught how to be towards one another, how to be for one another. The outside world does not know this. I derailed there and went outside. And for that, I I paid the price. In my head right now, I know that something is going to make me happy, but in my, I'm wrestling with the thought, telling myself nothing can make me happy. But I do know he just said nothing can make me happy, but doing what Allah created me to do. Mm. So I have to focus on that and get into what he created me to do. That self-discovery is starting with myself. I have to start doing right and everything will materialize. I have to stop with this poor mindset. Don't think poor. I know God. God will in, increase my means of sustenance. He just shared that with me and I know it is the come. No matter what it is that I suffer, hold on to science hold on tight. The right sound. I heard the right sound when I came into the knowledge of digital real estate. Brother Ben, you are the right sound. You have been the right sound for me. You have been the kingdom of God with your sound. Every What you're doing now, that sound that I heard from the minister coming from what you do, you've put that right sound. You've been an addition putting that right sound. My purpose is to serve Allah by helping our people. So I intend on, as you said, listen, speaking. I have to speak. I have to remove this stammering tongue of mine or this lack of, this this fear that creeps up. I don't understand how sometimes I can be the best at at opening up my mouth and saying what I want to say, what I feel I need to say. But this tongue of mine. I have to remove it. I have to remove the field. I have to remove this veil of ignorance that creeps up here and there. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you for allowing me to share.
0: Yes, ma'am. Man, something came up. Uh-oh, that ain't the right one. Something came up. You 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 talked about he's not happy unless he's, you know, living his purpose that God set out for him. And I wrote down duty he said our duty is to discover your greatness who did God create you to be and as we struggle to make money as we struggle to become so-called successful as we strive to do our best on this earth sometimes we may lose sight of that just who did God create me to be what am I born for I've seen so many people in digital real estate, ask me, man, what you know? What do you think about this? And I want to go this route, and I want to do this. And I ask them, hey, man, I know you want to do all this different stuff. What's your gift? And when they tell me what their gift is, their gift ain't got nothing to do with what they said they're trying to build. So our reason and purpose for the reason God has created us should be the foundation or the vision for what we are building everything out from. But many of us lose sight of that. Because we're not searching for our greatness. So we're not searching or thinking about at the root of everything we do. Why did God create me? And as I listen to you say the seed was dropped in the wrong soil. Well, you can also look at it this way. Allah has an active will and a permissive will. So he permits certain things to happen for reasons the honorable minister lewis fracon could also say well i was planted in the wrong soil because she wanted to abort me three times but he tells us and teaches us that allah was forming him in that condition so because she was trying to do the abortions and she couldn't do it it caused her to pray more and get more closer to god and those prayers was going into the womb and help produce who he is, and he has this natural inclination to God due to the soil that he was planted in. So when I think about our lessons, come on, Brother Shakir, it says, what is the duty of the civilized person? Well, if you are being civilized and you are being taught and trained, how are we going to civilize the uncivilized lest we be put amongst the uncivilized? So as I started to Grow online, I started to see people that I played basketball with, that I used to be in the hood with, that I used to grow up with. They now have an understanding of who the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is. Whether they raise their hand, accepted or not, they've been introduced to the light. Because remember, our mission is what? To deliver a clear word. Make it clear, enjoin them to do good, enjoin them the truth. After that, hey Amen. The blood is off my hands, so I have nothing to worry about. But if I was never planted growing up in the hood or being over or going to this school or being amongst them, they would never know or be introduced to the light through me. Not that I'm the light. lies working through me to introduce them to the Lamb of God. Our mission is to deliver the 40 plus million to the Lamb of God. And if our mission is to give life to the dead, although it may seem unfortunate when we just thinking about us but then it's like man i thank you because it makes even a job easy because you know me you grew up with me you seen me so as i begin to grow in my life and go up i'm bearing witness to who i'm getting it from that by nature or indirectly or directly is introducing them to the light too so it's helping me in my mission that i was born in that in that manner or i was placed in that soil so I would look at it, you know, from, from, from that way. And also remember, man, the minister said when he's trying to polish you, he's gonna put sandpaper around you. He's gonna put sandpaper around us that's gonna sharpen us up. Brother Miley used to always give us this analogy. He would say, uh, when you in a wa- when you in a a, 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 a washer machine, there's a middle thing called, he said it's called the agitator. I said, Ooh, he said, if you don't have that middle piece, that agitator that causes the, the clothes to have friction, then the clothes really don't get clean. It's because those clothes that middle piece had them things going back and forth. That's what causes the friction and cause that soap and that water to rub up and actually clean the clothes. So God know what he doing when he places us in certain families. God know what he's doing when he places us. Look, if it says that the honorable Elijah Muhammad was taken out of the junk pile, then what cleaned up and put back on top of the junk pile so that the rest could see. We needed an example. The minister teaches us that he raised one up from among us. Why? Why did he raise one up from among us? Because we now can't have no excuses to say, well, I don't know if I can do that. I can't relate to them. So he, man, he pulled one up from among us. Oh, man, who was drunk. See, who was living a similar lifestyle to us so that we can have an example that if he can clean him up, i oh, shoot. He can clean me up, too. So God got a purpose, man. He said, God don't pluck the whole family. He may pluck one out the whole family. So all of us who deal with that, because I'm the only one from my understanding that's in the nation and my family, but I got them, look, reading the books, message to the black man. They don't listen to the minister clips, but they would never know who the minister is if I didn't post it. So just keep, like you say, keep growing yourself, self-improvement, and listen, we never know who listening or who not listening. I had a cousin that I really don't even talk to hit me up a couple couple months ago asking, you know, asking something. I didn't even know you was tuned in. So God, he got to work through us. So he placing us in the proper environment. No matter, you know, it's the attitude. Now I done gave this whole sermon this morning. I done forgot who pressed one <laughs> who pressed one. I'm sorry for ranting. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. Okay, next we got uh Astrid Muhammad. Astrid Muhammad. Are you still present with us here today? Yep, I see you. Yes, sir. There you go.
3: Ayasamaku.
0: Walaka Salam.
3: Okay, um Wow. <laughs> You're uh, so on time, Brother Ben. Um, a lot of the questions that I have on whether or not I belong in this class has been answered, especially today with Hannah Minister. Uh, and um, I feel like um, I feel like we're in a mosque. I feel like we're having a study group. I feel like we um, are given a mission because um, as the minister spoke, I personally I'm thankful that um, Sister Shalon she invited me to this morning meeting.
0: Go ahead, Sister and, Shalon.
3: Uh, um, I'm very thankful because this is. Uh, this is something that I need. you know. I need to be a part of this family where I'm not trying to figure this stuff out by myself anymore. Because it's been three years now that I've been uh, on the edge. Like, am, I, am I gonna get in this class? Am I, am, I, am I gonna get in here? Made a few failed attempts, but after hearing the minister, I'm sitting over here, I'm crying because I know I have a mission and my life does not feel complete. I don't feel like I'm really living. For some people, living is going on these trips and buying and doing and having a bag. Yeah, that's nice. I want that. But deep within my my soul, my spirit, me, the real deep me, I do not feel complete. And after hearing the minister and listening to you, Brother Ben, all right, Brother Minister Ben, I feel like I want to reach out to my neighbors. I want to reach out beyond just my neighborhood. I want to touch people and give them the life-giving teachings because I have to remember, I know we um, mentioned family, you know, um, I, I, they call it what, a black sheep of the family? I don't mind being called that because it's a process. You have to be patient. You have to keep up prayer. You have to fast. You have to stay connected to God to even get people to accept what you're trying to give to them. You know, so I I am, you know, I'm 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 very thankful to you know to be a part of this because in order to do what God created me to do, in order to use my gift, sometimes we need help to do it. So I appreciate the process of, of being in this class, and I'm looking forward to keeping my duty to so a because that it all ties in together. You know, if you if you're do what you're supposed to do, you're following, the, you know, the five principles of Islam, everything ties in together. And I'm thankful that I feel like I can be complete and I can do what I was created to do. And I, um, I'm just kind of surprised <laughs> that what I got out of it, I know I got asked what my talent is. And I didn't want to say it, but um, I see now that Brother Ben is tapped in. He's tapped into the source, which is a lot. And I believe that he can help all of us to figure out what our talent is, know what our gift is, and we can find it, tap into it, grow it. And I'm thankful thankful for social media because I wouldn't be able to reach as many as I, um, I used to, you know, because everybody's not going to be there at your uh, family event. They're not going to be there and be able to see you on a regular basis and know, OK, she keeps saying, you know, don't eat that pork, but like, what does she eat? What does she do? You know, so we have work to do is what I was thinking when I heard the minister speak. We have work to do. So um, I love to keep saying and I'm like, um, if anybody's on Instagram and if you happen to see me, I will be somehow, I'll be saying, let's change the world. The minister didn't make those CDs for nothing. So he gave us a mission. and um, this changed the world family. I sound like him.
0: Well, Legan Salon. Man, another guest from Sister Shillan. Now listen, brothers, y'all gonna let Sister Shillan outdo y'all. Y'all gonna let Sister Shillan out fish y'all, brothers, man. Listen, I wanna give a major shout out. To sister Shalon for doing this mighty work of of bringing people to this power call to hear the teachings every morning that's so important that's so important you know what I mean? it's like the minister saying how you walk past your people and you don't invite them to where you you know you're getting the truth from this is important man and 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 let me say this I stood minister I think I was talking to I think he he was talking about this. You know, many of us, when we go on Sunday, we, we don't stop going, one. You know, we think, oh, I done, I, I done heard that, been that, done that, even though the minister, okay, say stay in the class. FOI is, is the military training. It's an ING, not the military trained with the ED, the military training, meaning there's an there's a ongoing process that you stay in. Because the minister's developing us through the study guides and the curriculums that we have. But the point I'm making is that he was talking about these Sundays and, and, and how, you know, oh, man, I didn't heard that before, man. He said, you know, why you bored? Because you ain't bringing no guests. Oh, <laughs> think about it. When you got a cousin, when you got somebody who knew to the teachings, when you bring them on Sunday, you excited. You're not excited. For, you, may, you may very well know it, but you're excited because my, my guy who I'm fishing in. Boy, this is this his first time hearing it. So you can't, he's a, you can't wait for him to explain just the first chapter of message to the black man. You can't wait for him to go into something that you think maybe you got it now, but you need your mans to hear it. You need the sister to hear it so you excited for your fish to be, come on, come on in. But when you going by yourself every Sunday, see when we going by ourselves every Friday, yeah, it can sound repetitive. But shoot, if I'm bringing the guest, hey man, I need y'all to say what you said last Friday. Ooh, I wish he come on and say what he said last Sunday so he can hear it. So come on, man, this is just some inspiration to go get your guests, man. I know we study, you know, Brother Shakur. You know how we are we gonna study our lessons. We are gonna read the books. But just as important, let's go bring somebody else up with us. Don't forget what our mission is now. Our mission is to deliver the 40 plus members, not to ourselves. No, 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 no. Not to ourselves, not even to themselves. It said to the lamb of God. So the order that I was taught, hey, man, you get their hand. Put him in the minister hand. The minister going to put him in the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Don't try to skip the process. So, yeah, man, come on. Man. And if we talking about, look, blessed is he that has found his purpose in life and I found doing it. Well, I read a message to the black man, not message to the black man, our savior has arrived that. The Honorable Elijah, the, uh, the, uh, Master Father Muhammad came to make us God. So he said, hey, man, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was his student, didn't have a purpose, that became his purpose, to make us into God's. Then he said, "What well, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan come following them, that became his purpose, to make us, well, we all got the same purpose then. We may have an individual purpose. My purpose is to pay my bill. The small purpose, but our ultimate mission, and in our lesson, the duty of the civilized, we pretty much all got similar, same mission. Give life to the dead, mentally and spiritually. This is what we raise our hand for when we come in. So we should all be found doing what Sister Sheila is doing. And I'm not just saying for the power call. For your study group, for your mosque, invite somebody out. Even if, even if they deny, man, at least how many people did you invite so somebody else can hear this word so we can make our, you know, build our kingdom of heaven on earth. So, man, I, I appreciate you, Sister Shilon, for being a great example of how to just invite and bring people on. And, and and as y'all hear, every person she bring on, they be like, man, I needed this. Ooh, I needed this one right here. So think about how many people out there in the world who's going through some need, uh, a lecture that I may put on. I don't know that this lecture finna touch somebody's spirit. I don't know. I'm just putting on what, 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 was coming to my mind. And somebody you invite, you never know that may, man, that's the lecture I needed right there. Ooh. And then you save somebody life. All right, let's go to, uh, El Talik Bay, El Talik Bay. Hopefully I'm saying that right. We may come out with some plaque. We're gonna come out with the power call fisherman plaque. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah. I'm, I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna inspire y'all. Bring some Yeah, We're gonna get to this hundred people. El Tali. You there? All right, let's go to Sister Brianna. Everyone. For
4: Lake Salon. When he said um, we have to sacrifice what we truly love for God, it made me think about how long I have come, how far I've come. (laughs) It made me think about um, is there anything else that I need to sacrifice? Right? Like I already gave up. The easy thing. I feel like just like the minister said, he said smoking was, The cigarettes were harder than the weed, right? I mean, I got lazy, so I stopped smoking a while ago. Drinking was easy. Seafood was a little tough, but I stopped. (laughs) When you know better, you do better, especially when it comes to your health. Um, I just get conflicted because I know what my purpose is, is to help people. I've known that since I was 15, because I would lay in bed thinking, some people don't have this, how can I help? So I've known for a while what my purpose is to help people to their next step uh, and to see the best in them. Because sometimes people see in us what we don't see for ourselves. But our mission is only to deliver. And if you feel like you're dragging someone across the line, then they're going to leave anyways. Because they don't want it for themselves. But you still do invite. You still do bring them out. Um, he also says... I know that we are supposed to go and help the people. But something else I get conflicted with is... Knowing, like... Because I'm a real pick-my-piece like, if I know, like, I don't watch, like, the ratchetness, I don't listen to ratchetness, and I don't allow certain energies around me. However, that's the energies that our people are in, <laughs> so I'll go spread the word, but I'm kind of quick to leave, because I'm like, all right, well, if I'm not, if I feel myself getting uncentered or my peace being disrupted, then I can't really help anybody else, because I'm not thinking of myself. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know, and and also, since I ain't on here, uh, well, thanks for the for the power call, always, brother Ben, you're amazing. If anyone knows how to open up airways naturally, please let me know, cause I'm not even sick. My freaking lungs are just clogged. But yeah, I have more, but I can't even keep talking. So, <laughs> thank you.
0: Yes, ma'am. If y'all can you know help her out in the uh in the Telegram chat, um. You know, you, you mentioned going around our people, you know, if they're living in ratchet, ratchetness, if you will. Uh, and, you know, we let that life go. A scripture that came to mind, it may not apply, but I'm going to just say it because it came to mind, is that um, it's not what goes in the man that defiles them. It's, it's what comes out. And in one of our study groups, we were taught that, you know, many of us thought that meant, oh, boy, I can eat pork now because it's not what go, you know, we're going we gonna to bore you the self of intelligence in a minute. It's not what goes in, it's what come out. So, you know what I mean? I can eat the pork now because I can, it's going in. But, no, I want to share a clip from the minister On what that means Uh, Let me see if I can pull it up for y'all Man, that's funny I just shared this the other day Man, I'd have made so many clips over the years, man Well, let me just put it on I'm gonna just put it on my screen like this here Here we go. Let's see.
1: Suffering is decreed by God for your advancement. I'm almost finished. Have you ever read this scripture in the Bible? It's not what goes in that defiles a man, but it's what comes out. You know I thought on that scripture and I said wow, I think I understand what it means. In our life we are all confronted with circumstances. There's a sister maybe she's here today whose little boy was alive maybe last week this time. or eight days or ten days ago, now the little boy is dead. Dead because of a candy bar or some little silly incident with teenage love, a head beaten in with a baseball bat. God teaches lessons through suffering. And I say all of that to say this, that how you take it is what defiles you. Mm. Not the act of death because we are all born to die. We knew that. We just don't know when, in what manner, or in what place. But we know that the evil accident of time will take place on all of us. So death is a foregone conclusion. And the only way you can miss it is never to have come to life. But since we have come to life, then death must come to us all. Okay? Now when death comes, how do you handle it? That defiles you. Because it's the circumstance that went in, what was the response that came out? Mm. Do you hear what I'm saying? How do you respond to the evil circumstances of your life? To the trying circumstances of your life? How do you handle it? See? Because there's not one of you here, young or old, that will not go through trying circumstances in your life. Circumstances that will bring out of you either the best or the worst. Now the circumstances is what goes in to your brain. And what comes out of your mouth as a result of what went into your brain is either that which honors you or defiles you. Can you you see what I'm saying? I wonder, is that clear? Yes, as alaykum,
0: family. Many of you have asked me, how do I join the nation? <laughs> one of old, one of them old clips, boy. So, yeah, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, be around it. But it's how we, it's how we respond. And do we let it change us? And also, you know, Jesus sat with the sinners. I seen something actually this morning. Sister Heckover made it. She said Jesus sat with the. It said, well, the quote said, Jesus sat with the sinners, but he he didn't sin with them or something like that. Let me see what he said. Jesus sat with sinners. He didn't sin with them. <laughs> know the difference. So yeah, that's the thing. Um. With the marketing, <laughs> okay, I gotta go at ten. Let's take one more. Let's see who was next. Uh, let's see who was next after who is it? that? Just sister Brianna. Okay, next up is sister Yolanda. I love
5: Lakon.
2: Blessed
5: are those they. Blessed are they who found in their purpose of life, or however it goes. And I want to thank you, Brother Ben, for operating in your purpose in this life and spreading this word to us. But in the lecture, the minister had mentioned birds come and pluck up the seeds before knowing uh, what is the purpose or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And I looked at that and I said to myself, hmm, when you plant, when all these seeds are being planted in myself, Sister Longer, how can I protect my seed so that something, someone won't come up and pluck it up out of me? Mm. As Brother Shakur always say, study your lessons. So in studying my lessons, I'm protecting myself by this truth that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is delivering to us in all these lectures, getting on my power calls, Reading books, joining groups that are like minded, and we're trying to build and learn off of this word. I'm going to protect my seeds. And as I'm protecting them, I'm also fertilizing them and watering it so it can grow inside of me so a thing can become natural. As the minister said, struggle was ordained for us. It was a process and a struggle for us to come out of the birth canal so that we can come on this earth realm to find our person so that we can deliver the 40 plus million to the lamb of god how can we do that look at the great example that we have in front of us the minister breaks down the scripture we read the scripture but do we know how to translate the scripture understand the scripture get the knowledge and the teaching out of the scripture therefore study our lessons Brother Shakur, you got me saying that like all day now. <laughs> I always keep saying studying our lessons and when I talk to someone. So therefore, I thank you, Brother Ben, for this call. And the people that I invite, I pray that you all speak up. Let us know. Let Brother know. know and all the other believers, of all the other guests that are on the line, don't be afraid. Because we all in this together. Reach one, teach one. We can't just sit in our little cubby holes and not say nothing because everything we're going through life in life has already been done. And just like when the the bless, the, uh, the trouble is sent out, the blessing is right there where they're coming. We just got to execute on these teachings and do it the way by submitting our will to the God. It's right here. It's going to protect us. It's going to keep us. It might take us a little longer to get there with what we see in front of us, but don't look at what's in front of you. Other than keeping your eye on that sparrow. That's going to get us to the other side. I saw him like
0: Well, Well, and Salam. Uh Sister Celine say brother uh Daniel is her guest as well, brother Daniel. Do you mind coming on sharing uh just some feedback of what you think about your first call this morning? brother daniel oh uh, yes sir awesome like him brother ben welcome like salaam walk by. uh i'm enjoying the atmosphere i just got on so um i'm enjoying the atmosphere um i'm just listening learning and it's forcing me to come out of my comfort zone and i know i was told by many wise people that says everything i'm looking for is outside of my comfort zone so uh i thank a lot for your example and I thank you a lot for the believers and the guests and whatnot. But uh I'm just I'm just uh listening and learning. Praise be to Allah, man. Well, I thank you for coming on in the morning. I encourage you to invite somebody as well.
3: Yes, sir. I will. Thank you. I appreciate you.
0: That's the All right, fam. We're gonna close this thing out. I thank you all for tuning in. We got up to I think 70, I don't know. But we at 67 right now. The goal is to get over 100 people live on the Zoom with us in the morning. So all of y'all who watching on Facebook and YouTube, if all y'all just came over to the Zoom, we'll hit our goal. We want to hear from y'all, too. So text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Again, text the word nation to 833-276-7174. And. uh, Remember, even if you don't get a text in the morning, all of y'all who are on a zoom right now, even if y'all do not get a text, come on at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday, just in case, just in case um, my text messages run out and I can't text text you guys because I pay every time I send those text messages. I got to pay for those. So. Just letting you guys know, because I know a lot of y'all be needing a reminder. I know the reminder is good, but I don't want y'all to only come on if y'all get a text. That's what I'm trying to train y'all out of, um, because that did happen last month. All right. So I thank y'all for listening. God willing. I will see you all in the morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. as alaikum. Wa salam,
4: brother Ben. Have a great day.
0: Sister, uh, Sister Yolanda, I put the P.O. box in the, uh, in the Telegram the other day. I put it back in there. Uh, but I put it in the Telegram chat the other day that you asked that.